Welcome to the First Church Orlando podcast. Here you will find recordings of weekly sermons, devotions, interviews, and seminar recordings from the First United Methodist Church of Orlando. For more information about First Church Orlando, please visit our website at firstchurchorlando.org or follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Now, enjoy the podcast. Great to be here in worship with you. Cameron preached last Sunday, and so he had the last word of 2021, and I guess I have the first word of 2022. Sorry, Vance. Somehow that's the way the calendar worked out this way. Our scripture reading for today comes from the Old Testament, the book of Jeremiah, chapter 31. Hear these words. The Lord proclaims. Sing joyfully for the people of Jacob. Shout for the leading nation. Raise your voices with praise and call out. The Lord has saved his people, the remaining few in Israel. I'm going to bring them back from the north. I will gather them from the ends of the earth. Among them will be the blind and the disabled, expectant mothers and those in labor. A great throng will return here. With tears of joy, they will come. While they pray, I will bring them back. I will lead them by quiet streams and on smooth paths so they don't stumble. I will be Israel's father. Ephraim will be my oldest child. Listen to the Lord's word, you nations, and announce it to the distant islands. The one who scattered Israel will gather them and keep them safe as a shepherd, his flock. The Lord will rescue the people of Jacob and deliver them from the power of those stronger than they are. They will come shouting for joy on the hills of Zion, jubilant over the Lord's gifts, grain, wine, oil, flocks, and herds. Their lives will be like a lush garden. They will grieve no more. Then the young women will dance for joy. The young and old men will join in. I will turn their mourning into laughter and their sadness into joy. I will comfort them. I will lavish the priests with abundance and shower my people with gifts, declares the Lord. The Lord proclaims a voice is heard in Ramah, weeping and wailing. It's Rachel crying for her children. She refuses to be consoled because her children are no more. The Lord proclaims, keep your voice from crying out and your eyes from weeping because your endurance will be rewarded, declares the Lord. They will return from the land of their enemy. There's hope for your future. Your children will return home. This is the word of God for us, the people of God. Thanks be to God. Let us pray. Gracious God, may the words of my mouth and the meditations of all of our hearts be pleasing and acceptable to you, for you are our rock and our redeemer. Amen. We begin this new year with an old story. The old story of the Israelites. The Israelites, descendants of Abraham, 
They were called by God to be one people, living in relationship with God and with each other and with the land that God had given to them. And as they lived, crises seemed to come and go. The people thrive under good leadership and they wither under bad leadership. They survive famine and they live through times of great abundance. They win some battles and they lose some battles. They rejoice and they mourn. And these people who were called to be one people found themselves to be one no more. After the death of King Solomon, the people of Israel split into two kingdoms. You had the northern kingdom of Israel and the southern kingdom of Judah. Infighting and external threats lead to the fall of the northern kingdom to the Assyrians. The Assyrians, they take over Israel. They move in and they kind of kick the people out of their homes and out of the land. The Assyrians forcibly move the Israelites. Other Israelites, they see what's happening to their neighbors, and so they flee. They flee their homes and their homeland. The kingdom of Israel is scattered and separated, and the people are living in exile. The people living in the south and the land of Judah, they see and they hear of what has happened to their Israelite siblings in the north. And some mourned the destruction of this land of Israel. Some heard what, what had happened and they said, I think those Israelite people had it coming. If only they had lived a certain way, if only they had done what they should have done then perhaps they could have avoided this whole exile situation. Some people living in the land of Judah feared that what had happened to the Israelites in the north could happen to them. Much of the book of Jeremiah is written as a prophetic warning to the people living in Judah, the people living in the southern kingdom, saying, repent, return to God, or else you too may find yourself in exile. And sure enough, the land of Judah falls to the Babylonians. The Babylonians destroy the temple and they destroy Jerusalem. The Babylonians forcibly move the best and the brightest people out of the land of Judah and march them off to Babylon. And those who are left are trying to form a new life in what feels like a wasteland. The kingdom of Judah is scattered and separated. And the people of Judah are living in exile. Yes, this is an old, old story. And for some of us here in this room, you may think, gosh, that happened to people, you know, more than 2,000 years ago. That's their story. That's not our story. And yet I do think we have some experience living scattered, separated, and exiled lives. 
We have lived scattered and socially distanced lives for over 20 months. Can you believe it? Almost two years. We've had to change what felt like normal, comfortable routines and learn new ways of interacting in the world. We've learned the chicken wing and the elbow bump, right? We've put on masks and then after we got vaccinated and things felt better, we took them off. And now we find ourselves with another variant and we're having to relearn how to wear masks again. And so before we leave our houses, it's like keys, phone, wallet, mask, right? The little dance before we leave the door. We struggle to find socially and safe ways, socially acceptable and safe ways for us to gather together. We have been scattered and sort of out of sorts. Perhaps we've experienced separation from family members and friends and neighbors. Maybe because of social distancing, we haven't been able to travel and to get together as easily as we once could. Perhaps we find ourselves separated because of political differences. I drive down my street, and on one side of the street, in one yard, there's a a politically charged sign that's maybe not the nicest. And right across the street, is another guard sign saying, neighbors, be kind. Don't name call. Right across the street from each other. Perhaps that's your street as well, or your family, or your place of work. Our words and our actions have hurt other people, sometimes intentionally, sometimes unintentionally, and sometimes unavoidably. We have been hurt by the words and actions of other people. And maybe over time, we might find a way to repair these relationships, but we might also find ourselves living separated and trying to figure out what that means and what that looks like and how we live with that pain. Most of us in this room have never been forced from our homes or our home countries. But there are people living in our community who have. Exile is still a current reality. The United Nations High Commission for Refugees estimates that there are over 84 million forcibly displaced people living in the world today. These are people that are refugees and asylum seekers internally displaced people, and Venezuelans displaced abroad. These are people living in exile because of internal and external conflicts make it unsafe for them to live in their homes and in their countries of origin. Exile can also look like evictions and unaffordable housing. Did you know that over 56% of renters here in Florida spend over 30% of their income on housing. That's not sustainable, folks. How do people find safe and stable housing for themselves and for their family members while also making ends meet? 
exile may feel like not having a place to lay your head at night. Or perhaps exile looks like the more than one million LGBTQ people under the age of 18 who are experiencing homelessness in our nation. And why are they experiencing homelessness? It's because they have been kicked out of their homes by their families. Who they are, who they love, how they identify is incompatible with their family. And so they find themselves exiled, scattered, separated, exiled. The prophet Jeremiah names this reality for the people of Israel and the people of Judah. And we can name this reality today. And now that I've been a Debbie Downer, I get the privilege of saying that we are people that have hope. Hope surprises us even in the midst of despair. The prophet Jeremiah surprises the people with words of consolation and hope. In the midst of despair and gloom, Jeremiah offers these words. That even though the people will face difficulty and despair, God has not forgotten the people. God will gather and restore the people. God will bring them back from the north. God will gather the people from the ends of the earth. God will lead the people by quiet streams and along smooth paths so that no one stumbles. God will reverse the worldly conditions that have led to exile. God will save the people and usher in a new quality of life. These words of hope, they do not magically end the exile at the snap of a finger. These words do not make all the hardships go away. But these words become like an anchor to hold the people fast when in the midst of the storms of life. These words remind the people that God is still at work in the world and in their lives. God has been, God is, and God will be working for God's wholeness and peace among all people and all creation. While the Babylonians only took the best and the brightest with them to Babylon, God will gather all people including the blind and disabled, expectant mothers and those in labor. People considered to be the weakest will be empowered. People considered to be the most vulnerable will be welcomed home. People who have been changed by life circumstances, people who are not the same people that they were before the time of trial and tribulations, these people will be received with open arms. God includes all people living with visible marks of their time and captivity. God receives people living with invisible wounds and regrets. God takes all of these people with all their vulnerabilities and does not erase them. God builds upon them to bring salvation and wholeness to the people once again. And while God does this, this is 
is not a dreary task. This is a task of celebration. Jeremiah 31 verse 13 reminds us that the young women will dance for joy. The young and old men will join in. I will turn their mourning into laughter and their sadness into joy. I will comfort them. God mourns with the people. God comforts the people. And God celebrates alongside them. Friends, this gathering and this celebrating is not just limited to this one passage in Jeremiah chapter 31. You can read throughout scripture how God is in the business of bringing people back and of celebrating their return. If you turn to Psalm 23, for instance, we often read this psalm at funerals and at times that feel maybe sorrowful and somber. The words of Psalm 23 hold this promise. That even though we walk through the valley of the shadow of death, we will fear no evil, for God is with us. God sets a table for us in the presence of even our enemies. God anoints our heads with oil and our cups. Do what? They overflow. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow us all the days of our lives. To me, that does not sound dreary or sorrowful. That's a promise of hope and of good news, of celebration even in the midst of what feels like a dark valley. Jesus offers similar words of hope when he tells the parable of the lost sheep. In Luke 15, we read, suppose someone among you had 100 sheep and lost one of them. Wouldn't he leave the other 99 in the pasture and search for the lost one until he finds it? And when he finds it, not if, but when he finds it, he places it on his shoulders. When he arrives home, he calls together his friends and neighbors, saying to them, celebrate with me because I found my lost sheep. God is the good shepherd who seeks out even one lost sheep, one lost person, reaches out, gathers and brings them home. And not just to a, hey, glad you're back. Eh, shouldn't have wandered off, but I guess you're okay now. God returns them back to a celebration and invites other people to join this celebration. Separation and exile do not have the last word. There is hope. If you worshiped with us in Advent, you'll remember that we received the gift of hope during Advent while we were people waiting for the Savior to be born. On this first Sunday of 2022, in the middle of what is still the season of Christmas, we celebrate that hope has been born to us in the person of Jesus. This hope meets us right here, right in our joy and in our sorrow in the midst of our mess. And this hope will carry us through this new year, come what may. As we prepare to receive Holy Communion today, we remember that the table that God invites us to is God's table. And God welcomes all people to feast at God's heavenly banquet. Holy Communion is a foretaste of the celebration that is to come 
when we all gather at God's heavenly banquet and we feast. God will gather us in and will bring us back safely into God's fold. God will reconnect all of us who have been scattered and out of sorts. God will restore broken relationships. God will bring people out of exile and into places of shalom. God has done it before. God has probably even done it in your life before. And God will do it again. There is hope for the future. For God will indeed bring us all home. Let us pray. I offer this prayer from Bishop Michael Curry. Gracious and loving God, we come before you at a time that has been a mix of good and bad, of hope and of despair. There have been losses. Dear ones have died and gone on. Hopes that we hoped for that did not get realized. Things that we grieve and mourn. That's been a part of the journey. Then there's been part of the journey that has been some hope. Even if it's just a shard of light, a little bit of light in the midst of the darkness, we have been able to hope. An old year closes and a new year knocks. Help us to open ourselves to you. To trust you, like the old hymn says, O God, our help in ages past, our hope for years to come. Help us to trust, to know, to throw our lives into your arms of love and let you lead us and let you love us and let you help us be instruments of your love, your justice, your kindness, your goodness, your compassion, your truth, and your love. Help us as a human family, all of us, to have a new year where there is real happiness. This we ask and pray in the name of the Jesus who taught us that love is your way. Amen. We hope you enjoyed the podcast and that you will listen again in the future. If you enjoyed today's message, we hope you'll subscribe to our podcast on your favorite platform and share it with others on social media. For more information about First Church Orlando, please visit our website, at firstchurchorlando.org or follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. If this podcast is a valuable resource to you, we invite you to give to this ministry by making a financial contribution at firstchurchorlando.org forward slash give. Now, may the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord make his face to shine upon you and be gracious unto you. 
may the Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace.